Broadcasting live from Hartford, Connecticut, it's the Hartford Yacht Goats radio show. Season, uh, season four? So is it really season four? That's, that seems, uh, that seems fast uh, to you. It's a little strange. But uh, anyways, welcome to the Hartford Yacht Goats radio show, everybody. Yeah, so welcome to the show. We're going to have an international feel. Uh, my friend Stu's calling from Sweden, and he is a DJ, a yacht rock aficionado, smooth aficionado, and we'll talk about a whole number of things. This music here, uh, believe it or not, is a cover song of a Steely Dan uh, track called Peg, but it's not from Sweden, it's from Norway, and... Uh, but Norway is a neighboring country to Sweden, so I think we can all uh, take a lesson from this song, and in this day and age, let's all be good neighbors. So uh, without further ado, I guess I'll switch on over and introduce uh, Stu, and he's Skyping in from Sweden. Hey, hey, and uh, guess who we have on the line here all the way from Sweden to talk about smooth music. It's Stu. How's it Hello. going? Hey, welcome to the show. How's it going? You all right? Oh, it's going well. It's uh, it's 8 o'clock here in the morning. Uh, last night I did a live broadcast on uh, Twitter, and, mm-hmm. and that was uh, a lot of fun, but I probably had a couple too many beers. <laughs> no. I did too. No. I was out. I was out last night as well. My friend was DJ at a record store. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, they had this thing called Friday beers, which starts at five o'clock in the afternoon and then finishes at seven. It's like a happy. But the music's good, so everyone was dancing in the shop. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having a few as well. But uh, I just said to myself, right, get out of bed, get busy, do some chores, and then it'll fade away. And a few cups of tea later, and I'm feeling pretty, pretty positive about this now. <laughs> so it's, it's good. Nice, nice. So now, how long have you been uh, DJing over in uh, Sweden for? In Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, thirteen years. Thirteen. Years. I, I pretty much as soon as the plane landed, I was I was uh, I was writing on MySpace, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty much I think only dedicated to music now. I don't even have this up run anymore. But yep. uh, I got in contact with, with a girl here in Malmo mm-hmm. who did like uh, psychedelic hard rock. Uh, evenings here in Malmo okay. uh, and then we, so I started playing that I was doing more you know things like um, Mot the Hoople <laughs> and uh, like heavy kind of nuggety stuff and you know Sabbath and oh god uh, the faces stuff like that yeah. and then you know I was thinking about this earlier like how did I get to Yacht Rock or The Smooth you know yes and, it, and what it was I think all my record collections ended, all the bands that I liked throughout the 60s and 70s, all their output mostly kind of went a bit different 
around 77 and I was like wondering why I was like why are these why are these people making awful albums now in 1977 <laughs> when they've been kicking ass since you know 1968 yeah and then I realized that the sound the smooth had come in you yes. know the, and and I was like okay well I have to get on board with this so uh, it was like a I virus yeah, I took a bit of a break from DJing and sort of, and you know, I was mostly using CD as well mm-hmm. uh, when I DJed. So I was like, oh, cool, I'll get my record collection together. Um, and then I started buying all these dollar bin albums with guys with beards and pineapples and <laughs> and, uh, and palm trees in the background. And then yeah. it was it was it was um, it was uh, never going back from there. So that's interesting. <laughs> so then, yeah. so so you said you're you're from. Uh... The UK originally. I am, yeah. What, 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 I'm from it's, I'm from East London, okay. but the, it's called a place called Walthamstow. Okay. But it's it's sort of on the way out to Essex. What, uh, uh, what what football team do they support there? Uh, I knew this question was coming up. Well, yeah. basically, the thing is because it's so close, it's it's East London, but it's on the borders of North London as well. Mm-hmm. So it's Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur, Hotspur yeah. Uh, yeah, West Ham. And uh, everyone's second favourite team is Leighton Orient. Uh-huh. There, there are a few Arsenal people there, but it's closer to the Spurs ground, Tottenham. Okay. Uh, so there's more Spurs fans there. Got it. Uh, it's very, it's very. The place where I'm from is very sports orientated, kind of. Sure, you know, sure. all the pubs have you know games on, and and everyone goes to the matches. But yeah, it's. I, I like football, but I'm more into music. When yeah. I when I grew up, if you were into music in the in the part of town where I was from, there was probably only like five of us, and the rest were <laughs> uh, football. football hooligans. <laughs> and this was before, Brit, you know, this was before Britpop. Right. Because when Oasis and Blur hit the scene, everyone was a music fan, even the guys kicking the shit out of you at the weekend. So they opened up the door to everyone, but yeah. they enjoying music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so then you, so then you went over to Sweden. Uh, you were you were still into the music as you talked about, yeah, and then it. now. Over in Sweden, though, mm-hmm. this uh, this smooth yacht rock style of music—I mean, it's been popular for quite quite a while. So- yeah, because the thing is, they have the, the, they have a thing which is AOR, which right. is something that it's. I, I I know. I think in the US they kind of refer to it more as yacht rock, but AOR mm-hmm. is quite wide here because it could any it could be anything from. Like hair rock ballads to, to uh, to yeah, like you know, the Doobie Brothers or Steely Dan. But right. I, I I like it. I like it all. But I'm more towards the the smoother side of it myself. Sure, sure. Um, but they have like festivals here. There's a there's a venue here in town, KB, mm-hmm. uh, and they do a AOR festival every year. Uh, which is which is you know it's more towards the harder side of yeah, yeah. AOR. No, but yeah, it's good. There's, I think there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of people that I know live in town who live in Malmo, um, who play uh, jazz mm-hmm. or, or or kind of uh, funk or R and B. They they all, they have a real soft spot for um, for yacht. So I when I'm out, de- I'm out DJ and there's a lot of guys that come over and like, oh man, what's this? What's this? What's this? And sure. I'm like, oh, have you heard this? And like, you know, and it's. It's kind of like this secret handshake. When you meet someone who likes yacht, like you're like, we're friends oh, now. Got it. We're good. We're good. I mean, mm. as far as the, the the style of music over there, as you said, jazz mm. has has always been 
very popular in, in, in Scandinavia and in, in, uh, in uh, Sweden. And um, then at the same time, pop music mm. coming out, out of the 60s, of course, yeah. you know, with like ABBA and everything, yeah. uh, like in, in a way it, it makes sense where you'd say, okay, if you have this kind of sort of well-crafted pop music and then mm. at the same time in parallel a jazz you know, a real strong jazz vein that in some ways as the this sound emerged out of Los Angeles, you know, yeah. that is Yacht Rock, that it would make sense that over there it would sort of come together and and people would just embrace it. And whereas here in America, as, as you know, I think we've talked about a lot, that, you know, by 1983, 84, yeah. the, that whole style was basically being shuddered and saying okay yeah there's new the new wave be it actually a new wave or just any other styles of music was was coming in and that that kind of yacht sound was being relegated to adult contemporary whereas whereas you know from what i can tell over in places like sweden it never really uh it didn't get it 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 basically stayed over there it didn't it didn't really die out the same way it did here uh as far as yeah I- uh, there's there's a strong um, Sweden Sweden has a lot of time for artists. I found. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I when I first came over, uh, Jose Gonzalez was really cooking over here, and then uh, like I'd go back to the UK and take uh, like stuff that or other stuff like Dingen and uh, Jose Gonzalez back to me, and people were like, what the hell is this? This is amazing. And I think the thing is, there's it's quite it's quite respected and uh into some ways free to be an artist here uh because you have it's it's supported you know the arts here is is really important swedish people are really into music art and fashion yeah um and they're kind of you know it's kind of they like being they like being uh what's the best way like they like they like being at the forefront of everything that's new i don't know where i don't know where the kind of mentality comes from that way but they, they have a lot of time for music and new things and uh, yeah. new ways of thinking and things like that so cool. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with kind of holding on to things that are good or letting people grow mm-hmm. as artists and not trying to put too much pressure on them to change their uh, their uh, creativity to you know produce good music so I find a lot of people that I know who, who do music that they have quite an okay lifestyle. You know, they don't struggle too much to oh, to keep their. Nice. I mean, they, obviously they have bad times, but they're but yeah, they're yeah. but they're respected for what they do because there's I guess I guess there's not as many people doing it as there are in bigger countries. You know. Oh sure, well that makes sense. Yeah. Then. Well, as yeah. far as I mean, you sent you sent me over a couple. Uh tunes that you wanted to you know yeah. kind of have going so like even let's just get i'll start playing some music so first one is um, ted what is it ted gardistan yeah did I, did I say it right i know that, said it right all right good enough so <laughs> let's, let's see oh, starting can you hear that okay i can perfect so what is it? this is uh, this is from '78 from his Blue Virgin Isles album. Yeah, it was. I think it was recorded over 1977 and 1978, and then released in 1979. And it was recorded. It was recorded in Los Angeles, California, and White um, White Studios. 
but the personnel on this, oof, it's all our favourite. Yeah, lots of Toto people, right? And... Yeah, lots of Toto guys on there. Lee Rittenhouse on there. Hmm. Steve Luke on guitar. Jay Graydon, I think yeah, Jay Graydon shows up somewhere down too. And... Yeah, Jay Graydon. You have you also have uh, Jim Keltner on drums. They're probably one of the nice. greatest drummers of all time, according to Ringo Starr. This song uh, is "Love, Comma, You're Making All the Fools." Yeah, and it's got "fools" in the title. What's that? Fools in the title. Oh, fools! Yeah, definitely They're a total thing for the uh, mm. yacht rock crowd. Um, so now, he was an actor, uh, from what I understand, in Sweden uh, yeah. in the early 70s. He then um, went to start his music career. I think he actually kind of uh, was friends with the people from ABBA, and, and I think yeah. you know that kind of helped probably. But th- his music was different, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, it was also a lot in, in Swedish uh, Yes, and then um, this was his first, his first album, I think, with, with, that was made kind of more for the American market with in, in English as well. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. I, I think, uh, like a lot of like a lot of this stuff, you had uh, music artists going to LA, working with the studio musicians, putting an album out that was well crafted, some good music on it, but. As far as like sales, it didn't really, you know, set the world no. on fire. Yeah, yeah he was—he he was an interesting character. He, he was—he's he, still regarded in Sweden as one of the most kind of uh, uh, thought of artists. He, he died in the nineties. I think mm-hmm. he committed suicide in Stockholm. Yeah, uh, jumped in front of a train or something. It was yeah, mm-hmm. awful, absolutely awful. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, but on, on this album, there's a there's a song called Satellite. Mm-hmm. And I, think it was in the Eurovision Song Contest as well. Okay, that so sounds that, that, And again, Eurovision Song Contest or Melody Festival, and as it's called here in Sweden, mm-hmm. is huge, absolutely yeah. huge. And it's just been cancelled due to the uh, coronavirus, so there, there's a big uh, sadness around that. Oh, yeah. I, I, but, uh, uh, I saw that, uh, I even saw that come up on my uh, Twitter feed and, and yeah. people comment. So that, but yeah, he was, he's, 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 when he started off, he, he was more kind of like... Well, he still he still is in this album, but it's more like a singer songwriter acoustic guy. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and I think he got to this. I think kind of. Uh, I mean, he got to this in the way that it was kind of amazing, amazing the way that he could get all these people to play on this album as well. Mm. I guess it just came along at the right time. Sure. When these when these people were available to play, because it's 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 such a. I mean, look at looking at the personnel was everyone who <laughs> we think. I mean. David Cassidy does backing vocals on it as well. Sure. So there's, yeah, it's, and the producer was the same guy that did um, uh, Ram with Paul McCartney as well. Oh, okay. Who's a, a, an American Norwegian fella huh. uh, called uh, Eric the Norwegian, as named by Paul McCartney. <laughs> so, <laughs> Speaking of Eric's, actually, we're, this is right now it's Per Eric Hallen. Like, yeah, yeah. I can hear that, but. Uh, what, do you, what do you know about this guy? This uh, this is for better better late um, than never, right? Uh, yeah, there's this album I picked up from a friend of mine who uh, owns a record shop here in uh, who used to own a record shop here in in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now he now he sells most things online. I mean, 
I'm just going to get the album. I've got it here, so I'm just going to pull it out. Uh, it's 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 labelled as uh, Christian. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. But there are there's Gospel Train. It's another song on this album which I absolutely love. But mm, okay. It's just is a, a real kind of you know it's got that it's got that bounce as well, which is which we really really like. Yeah. And I just I just you know as soon as I heard it. Uh, the reason why I heard it is because I was DJing one night of a French friend of mine, uh, Vincent, who was a, a mad record collector and he's, he's based in, in Paris. Uh, and uh, the guy turned up with this copy. He was like, haven't you got this shit? I was like, no. <laughs> and then I had to go around and search for it. And, I, and lucky I got my hands on it. I found it in um, I found it in a, I think I found it in a, like a, not even a second, a record shop. I think I found it in a, in like a, a Goodwill, as you call okay. it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, or charity shop as we call it in England. So, um, I had heard about this one through the uh, the YouTube channel, the West Coast 99, and, yeah, I, and yeah, I think yeah. I had heard this, I had seen the YouTube video for this song, I was like, well, this is a darn good song, and I looked it up, and trying to import the album into the States was quite expensive, there was, there was nothing, but then... You, you don't know, have it then? Well, well thankfully, through, through, because it's on Spotify... Yeah. You know, now you actually have access to listen to the whole album, uh, and yeah. so if I really want to cheat, which I which I'm doing here, I I can take uh, Spotify, put it into my tape deck, and then dub it, dub a song from Spotify to my tape. But the only so which, well, that's, that's that's fine for that's fine for doing for this purpose for like you know playing it yeah. on a show. Uh, but but what's interesting is if I was ever playing out at a live gig uh, just the, the sound quality of Spotify to cassette then playing it live it just doesn't really stand up so you know an it, interesting fact about him yeah. is that uh, he did the voice for Donald Duck oh, in yeah. Sweden yeah I saw that on w- Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I did Donald a big dive and I was like oh that's that's pretty important I think to be mentioned about dear old uh, Eric there, that's Eric. Yeah, he also um, he also apparently worked with Elvis in the yes. earlier '70s too, which is always worth mentioning. Um, that is a good album, though. I mean, if you if you want, if I see a copy of that album, I'll send you one over, and we can sort something out. Oh sure, yeah. 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 Now and again, I have seen it. So, but uh, again, I you know, as I said, I like to if there's uh, anyone out there that is interested in getting anything then you know get in contact with me I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about my contact details at the end but cool. and we could swap some vinyl around that'd be really nice that'd be great um so, yeah. yeah i mean i don't i don't know if, i don't even actually know if that album was released in the united states or if it was just probably not uh, yeah i mean i, I know the ted Gardestad that that was released here even though yeah. maybe not in huge numbers but yeah the uh the pair eric uh was not so then um so that was two uh swedish based uh yeah. things but then you also sent over just a uh a, a little uh, so, some of the songs that it sounds like you you a mix of, of some of the songs that you just like playing out and about when you're when you're djing over there yeah i mean i'm i'm as i'm as much of a fan of uh uh, yacht rock and yachts as, <laughs> as as it gets. I think that I think sometimes you know if we just say oh, oh the yachts aren't very good songs, then I don't think we're gonna 
kind of push or what was it called boat folk which is like possibly stills the nation oh yeah yeah, yeah. That as well which which i quite like as well there's but um i, I don't think know which there's, one you're gonna there's nothing play. wrong with like yeah like i think that was something that pe- people get wrong when they're when oh. they don't really understand like what yacht rock is, 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 is it's like they say well is this yacht rock and then if you say no it's not they they think you're saying it's it's a bad song now there there are some songs that maybe you you know there may be some songs that you're like yeah not only is it not yacht rock but also mm-hmm. it's not good music but yeah. but but there's a lot of stuff where you say yeah it's probably not yacht rock however it's great on its own exactly. you know and yeah. and uh that's where sometimes people just don't get it but uh Speak, but speaking of great, let me uh, let me see if I can get my tape to work here and see if this yeah, sure. starts playing. Uh, yeah, it should be going. Here, uh, oh, pages. Here, pages coming on. Now, this is a this, this is their first album from their first uh, album. Clearly, uh, I would I would sell my right arm for this album. You know, I've I've got. I've been on Discogs. I've spoke to so many people. Like, yeah. is, does any? No, I'm going to put this out there. If anyone has a copy of this album and they're willing to send it over to Sweden, because if I get on Discogs, I'm either going to pay sixty sixty dollars postage and right. album itself. I just I, I can't I can't get this album. I really can't. Really? And I'm so sad about it. Yeah, because hmm. I have the others, the other two. Mm-hmm. But this album, from start to finish, is gold. Yeah, absolutely. I like this album. Not to get off uh, the subject of of uh, where it's available, but I think one of the things I like about this first album is that um, Steve George seems to play like a, a bigger role. Like even on this yeah. song, you can just hear so much more of the keyboards uh, and and so on and so forth. I, I feel like as the kind of pages went on. Even though Steve George is obviously there, it was a lot of uh, Richard Page. Uh, uh, you know, it sort of takes the lead. But you know, right here you can hear the solo coming in. But yeah, you know, I'll have to look online and see um, see what I can find yeah. here in the states because um, I, this is actually the one Page's album I don't even I don't have. Uh, you know, I, I have uh, I have Future Street on like cassette and vinyl and then i have pages. the the, uh, the the third pages album that one i actually had to get on cd uh yeah and then i, I got that on vinyl on a on a tr- uh, on a like an ebay swedish ebay site here for like nothing it was like hmm. a, a dollar and then like a dollar fifty to send it in postage i was i was so happy that then they may have just when pages was you know an active group and the business side of the industry perhaps they just released a lot more copies of like the yeah, second yeah. and third and then the first album just was sort of maybe a little more of a trial balloon out there and uh more rare but yeah i'll have to i'll have to take another look but this song though is um the song's no joke i mean i i don't even if it was 78 yeah uh you know you there's a certain prog element to like the you know the the, the the complicated parts and the solos yeah but then it's very smooth and jazzy it's I, I, I mean I don't know if like I would say I, Steely Dan seems so much more like kind of focused in their their grooves so I don't I, I, I don't even really know where I, I probably need to research more as to where pages you know where, where richard page steve george kind of 
their influence sprung from from this one. But uh, someone should someone should, someone should do a Pages biopic. There's all these biopics. I just I just think that like you know the the whole thing with oh if you can't get McDonald then we'll get these guys in instead you know yeah. just to do the backing vocal yeah or. But it's it's more than that. I mean, as soon as I heard that album, I was like, oh my god! I was writing things on Instagram. Anyone have a copy of this? I'm coming to London next week to pick anyone, but no one. Hmm. And then I'm just getting messages from like people that I know in yacht rock circles in London that are like, it's hard to get hold of. And then some of them go, yeah, I found it for nothing, like this place. But hmm. I mean, any record shop that knows, uh, they'll uh, the. the Yacht Rock albums that are great, or if that is a Yacht Rock album, I feel it is. Oh, I think it is. A Yacht Rock album, yeah. um, you know, um, it's it's just so good. Yeah. Um, so we moved on to the next song. This is uh, oh. Laura Allen opening yeah. to you. Oh, I love this song. It's also from '78. Oh, I, I found I found out about this on Instagram. There's a lot of Japanese people that are into yacht rock, as mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and this guy put it up one day, and he put he put this up, and I was just like, wow. And I mean, the front cover is she's got like a little, you know, she's sitting on some grass and just <laughs> smiling with a with a visor on and her cap, and she's just looking like she's on the back. She's sitting on a curb with a skateboard, you know, thinking about life. Yeah. And it's really, you know, it's got that Joni Mitchell feeling about it. It's got that, it's got the groups on there. It's got a little bit of Carol King in there. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's not Yacht Rock, but it's very, very smooth. And I love this album from start to finish. It's, um, I can see it as a transitional album. I mean, so when yes. I was reading about her, you know, it, she apparently, she played like the zither and the dulcimer and she made some instruments Actually, yeah. actually made instruments for like David Crosby and Joni Mitchell yeah. so she clearly was like involved in that more of that Laurel Canyon early 70s scene however you know but okay by 1978 this album and, and this has like you know Bill Champlin on backing exactly. it has Abe Laborio Jim, Jim Keltner uh, High or Jay Winding on it so there's definitely um, there's definitely that feeling to it I, I would say that it's um, it it's it's interesting because I, I would say that even if it was to be fall into the the nyat category, uh, it's probably one of the, like the more respectable. Like yeah, you know, I could say where I could see where it, it, it to me that this is yeah this feels pretty pretty. This is so it's so smooth and it just has so much of the feel of what yacht rock was it was to become. That, exactly. Uh, actually, the elements have fallen into place. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a, I I wasn't even really familiar with this album. So then mm. I, when I saw when you sent me the list, I'm like, it's even on Spotify. Mm. I mean, it's uh, I, I really enjoyed it. This she did, she also did the backing vocals on one of my favorite albums, David Crosby's If I Could Only Remember My Name. Oh yeah. Um, and so she's I was I was looking in the inline notes. I think she worked with Jackson Brown as well, who I mm. love. Yeah. Uh, so there was, so there's, a, there's, you know, she was definitely in the background doing work with a lot of people. So she probably knew quite a few people before she made the album that she wanted yeah. to put on the album. It, I mean, it, it almost is like a, jo- a Joni Mitchell-ish yacht rock sound. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, but I mean, Joni's, Joni's no stranger to the smooth. I would say she was yacht rock, but I mean, her late '70s stuff kind of has the same sort of feeling. It, it, right. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Mm. It's good. I love it. I love it so much. 
she's a she but I, I know the album after this she went really 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 kind of spiritual oh okay because I follow a guy that collects like spiritual sets yeah. and he, he put it up the other day and I was like oh I've got the first album and he was like yeah 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 it's nothing like this album nothing like this album hmm. this is a very spiritual album this album I was like okay fine <laughs> I just wanted a little chat <laughs> There's a, there's a there's a lot of examples of that of, of people who yeah. kind of make that one album in this in that smooth style and then then they kind of say okay let me try something different because then they move on but at yeah. least at least you have the one um, so now you you would play would you play this one out uh, yeah definitely early in the set early in the set uh, that, that was my yeah question. like kind of where people are sort of you know trying to figure out what you're about but I think because this, you know, has that kind of lovely, uh, smooth in and out sway yeah. to it. it. Kind of, you know, it's it's nice when people are kind of settling in, getting their first drink. Yes. Just, you know, it's a real, it's a real room read. This is a this is a song that if you were waiting in line to get a drink, it would keep you oh, yeah. nice and relaxed and, and swinging a little bit, just from side to side. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And this is this is the uh, I, I have this one on tape. This is the uh, the big story of Dave Mason in the studio and, and right down the hallway, Michael Jackson was in there and he said, "Hey, come on down and just uh, want to want to sing on this album." I think it, I, I always thought it was a spur of the moment type thing, and, uh, and then th- this song got made. And it's pretty, Isn't it amazing to think that Michael Jackson was just like, "Yeah, sure." Do you know what I mean? It's, it, I mean, Dave was obviously in traffic, one of my favourite bands. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, then he went on this kind of, you know, uh, kind of, I don't know, like, rock route. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had, he had a pretty kind of good career as a songwriter. And, and But to get around to this, it's, I mean, I, the first time I heard this was actually on Beyond Real Rock Podcast. I think yeah. they, I think they, uh, not, and, yeah, they but it was just That's so good. good. Like, it's, ブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルーブルー
respected. He, he was still a, he was still a, a, a big name. Everyone knew, you know, Michael Jackson, Jackson Five. But uh, you know, he wasn't at that that level yet of Thriller. Yeah, again, I mean, like you, you know, he wanted to break away from that Jackson's feel, and you know, he was established himself as an artist, right. and, and sort of like I guess maybe he was, you know, I, I knew he loved music, you know. Uh, so what's to say that you didn't go? Yeah, that's a killer track. I just want to sing on that, you know. Yeah. And then he adds to it so much. You know that kind of that kind of yearning, that kind of you know that that soul feel that he puts into it. Sure. It saves the track completely. Yeah. Sometimes Dave Mason stuff. It's sort of okay. It, he has a couple. Yeah, it's a bit flat sometimes. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. He still yeah. tours a lot around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's uh, feeling all right. I think that's the tour. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, traffic for me. And, and, oh god, I love traffic. Yes, I saw them at an amusement park when uh, they reformed in the '90s. But Dave Mason wasn't with it. It was just Steve Winwood and the other guys. Yeah, they've all had, they've all had, I think nearly I mean all the members of that band Traffic I think have sort of had a little hand in Yacht Rock yeah so this is uh, this is House on the Rock yes from 1980 yeah and uh, yeah, who is this by again I this is uh, oh, the uh, Rob Mail. Ron Ma- Rob, is it Ron or Rob? Yeah, Rob Mail. Rob Mail, yeah. He, the thing is, he's a, he's an artist. He did an album called Taste and See. Taste and See, right? Uh, it's in the other. Uh, the, if you buy the seven of this from uh, one of my favourite labels, is uh, Lower's Got Soul. Now they're based in Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, and they release they release kind of. Uh, island artists, and they they've got some amazing artists on their label, mm. and it's and they're sweet guys too. So when I got the seven inches um, house on the block, and it's got taste and see as the B side. Uh, but I recommend anyone to go check out a lower spot song. Unfortunately, the Skype started cutting out at this portion, and so I'm cutting in now just to... What Stu was talking about is Aloha's Got Soul, or Aloha Got Soul, which is a label that puts out compilation out of Hawaii, and, and this song by Rob Mail uh, from his Taste and Sea album, the song House on the Rock is on it. Uh, since recording this episode, we went and checked out alohagotsoul.com, and it's a great site. Highly recommend it. Uh, the Skype does come back at the end of this song, uh, so we'll hear more from Stu. But for now, we'll just listen to the House on the Rock.
so that, that, those were the songs we went through here. That was that was. Um, so now, if you when you're um, when you're playing these songs over in Sweden, um, yeah. you know here here where where we would be DJing these days, it would generally be, you know, kind of uh, brewery type places. Uh, we wouldn't be out like in you know necessarily clubs. Uh, now yeah. you you had mentioned you do some in the record stores. What other what yeah. other what other kind of locations do, would you actually be playing? You know yacht rock in when you're playing out in Sweden uh, when you're doing DJing. Uh, so there's a there's a bar close to here called Metro mm-hmm. where it's it's very like the the DJ booth has like a, a soft bench behind it so mm-hmm. you sit down you don't really stand up and play so that so yacht really works well there okay but when I play I play with another friend of mine um, Alex or Anke who does um, he plays a lot of stuff and he, he loves a bit of uh, uh, punk and he, he so we, we go back and forth so we don't keep the set always just yacht oh yeah but when yeah. I play on my own it's you know I, I start off with the slower stuff a bit more boat folk and then I go into a bit more yacht and then I go into that the, the funkier side of yacht or or more Mm-hmm. kind of instrumentals and stuff like that so but yeah it's it, so there's Metro in Malmo where I play there's a re- another record shop called Rungong which means uh, feedback um, they they have their Friday bar the thing that I was at yesterday because my other de- one of my DJ partners was playing there mm-hmm. and that's really nice because it's a record shop so you're in there and you're playing music and people can buy and drink a beer at the same time um, there's a, also a, there's also a uh, radio station. Uh, it's an online radio mm-hmm. um, retreat retreat radio. I've played on there a few times. Uh, there's another restaurant here called Bastard uh, or Bastard, which is <laughs> as um, which has which used to used to play uh, in the summer. You could start, uh, plan the garden, and it was so nice because they had these JBL speakers that went all the way around the around the wall. So basically, oh, wow. you were right. Yeah. At, and you know, as a DJ, like sound to hear what you're actually doing is sure. one of the most important things. Absolutely. It's like you had mentioned, you kind of have that, uh, you know, five to seven o'clock in the afternoon, sort of, you know, almost like what we call the happy hour. Um, and then, uh, like as you, as you get later, like how, how do your sets change as you get later into the evening? That's something I always like talking about in terms of, you know, just understanding, like you know, okay, early the early sets, which. This stuff is always, you know, really appropriate for. But then, let's say past like ten thirty, and you know, at night, uh, late later night stuff. Are there songs that you like to to play more that you think fit more there? Do you get out of yacht rock, get more into like other stuff, or you know, time time of the evening? Yeah. How, how does that affect kind of what you like to play personally? I always read. I always read the crowd. Yeah. You know, I, I just think that if, if you can see that people are more into kind of sitting down, and you know, because when we the, the the set that we do at the bar Metro here mm-hmm. is that it starts at nine in the evening and ends at one in the morning. Right. And then if you do the record shop, it's five in the afternoon till seven. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I always take. I always take. My preparation for a DJ gig is it's a bit like when you're 10 years old at home in your bedroom, you're just sitting in front of the stereo, <laughs> chucking, chucking LPs on. So I'll get up, put some coffee on, I'll go sit in the living room in front of my, in front of my turntable and I'll just say, okay, well, I want to start like this. Right. So I'll, maybe I'll, I won't, you know, uh, there's an album by Paul McCartney called Frillington, which is uh, 
basically, I think most of Ram, mm-hmm. um, but uh, done with uh, uh, an orchestral band. And there's no there's no lyrics. It's just there's no singing. It's just like renditions of Paul McCartney. So maybe I'll take that. Start with that, or yeah. uh, or maybe one of the um, maybe some really instrumental kind of spoken word. Um, uh, music or something like that, and then then I work the setup slowly because I, I always think it's nice to have a little bit of a a little bit of a path to what you're going to do, mm-hmm. but always be prepared to go left or right when you need to. Yep. So that for me, that's uh, that's part of the fun of it as well. Like, plus when I DJ with someone else, if you know we don't if we haven't DJed for a while, he might play something, and I'll go, oh shit, I've got this, I can I can oh, pull right. this out and play that. So yeah, it's playing I like the other. challenge. You know, yeah, yeah. The back and forth. Uh, so, but, but my my song, you know, there's there's some songs like um, I don't know, like yeah, like Save Me. That that's a track that I like to play a lot, right? Because mm-hmm. it just, you know, you can you can switch that one up real quick and sort of uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a Melissa Manchester, uh, a Love of Your Own that I like to play that um, early in the set as well mm-hmm. from one of her one of her albums. Um, I think it's just oh, it's called Singing. We, on the front cover, she's sort of like dancing in the rain. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's a great album. I mean, uh, yeah. There's, I always, I always, you know, I always take one Steely Dan album with me. That's kind of like a, that's always a must. Uh, you know, uh, Jan Hammer Group, mm-hmm. don't you know, or something like you know, just something that you can sort of sway from left to right if you need to. And then you know, there's, I can't, I can't really say that there's. Um, I can't really say that I, I'm not as I mean for you guys I can imagine it's it's so structured sometimes because you have to get you have to cue those songs up on the cassette to be able to play right, them right. immediately after you, well we can we know. can re-cue some things um, but so so in other words like when we're when we're playing a um, a show there can be a lot of preparation that goes into it so you know right. if, if, if I'm queuing up uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 90 cassettes to one, you know, so there's already pre, they'll be already pre-cued to a song. So when you're go, when we go out to start a show, you know, it's just like what you said, which probably what really any DJ would be doing, which is, yeah, you start off, you set a mood and everything, and then oh. you build up to something. And I think that's where, at, when we get, we kind of like reach that sort of cruising altitude where everyone is just yeah. kind of enjoying themselves. That, that, that's like, that's where our, our sweet spot is, and we, and we can just kind of keep it going, playing songs, and then, uh, but then uh, you know, the, then when it gets a little more challenging as it gets later, and if and yeah. if it's like, all right, well, what time is this show's ending? Is it yeah. going? And and then, you know, having to then re recue uh, and say, okay, well, what songs are some jams that we can put on? But yeah. really, like. You know, I think what we what we we usually would say is that we, we don't go to one in the morning, anyways. So it's it's like we we pretty much wouldn't do that to begin with. Uh, we would we would probably say, okay, uh, let's let everyone enjoy themselves, and then at a certain time of night, uh, we would probably get some you know dancing. Dan- more danceable songs, kind of more jams out there, and probably kind of pump pump it up for. I would say probably you know anywhere from like you know half hour forty five minutes so people can kind of enjoy themselves, you know it feels like a party, 
lights are flashing and so on and so forth. Mm. And then usually at some point we pull the rug out from under everyone and, and, <laughs> and say, and say, here's like, you know, Arthur's theme. Here's, here's a slow song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and then, Some Bob James and, and, or something. yeah. And then, and then that's kind of what then sends them out and kind of cools them down and says, yeah. okay, yeah, we're, you know, we play maybe two or three slow, slow, slow songs you know they can slow dance and then we say thanks everybody have a good night and then send them on their way i think you know when when everything opens up again when this whole uh you know thing passes and people can go out and do stuff again that probably the the next phase that we would be trying to figure out is what what can we do with the cassettes and in terms of putting things together to go a little bit later at night. Now we we're 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 all kind of bumps on the log anyway, so we're not like definitely we're not looking to do like super late night shows. But I think you know having enough stuff um, queued up where we can say we can go maybe you know an hour and a half, two hours of, of full on danceable yeah. things. Yeah, do you have energy. any favorite uh, songs you like to end the night on? Is there something that you always kind of go to? Yes. Uh, so, in terms of, you know, as I said, we always pull the rug out. Um, yeah. So there's, you know, there's a number of slow songs, and it's the, you know, the basic ones like, uh, as I said, Arthur's theme, uh, after the love is gone. Um, you can sometimes sailing. Um, the one, I, the one I like the best though, is um, "We're All Alone" by Boz Skaggs. Wow. That that one wow. that one really uh, and because because like you kind of have already sort of had people up and, and energized and then you kind of pull out the uh, the slow stuff to kind of cool them down and then you put that song on and people don't always recognize it at first mm. until the chorus comes in and they're like I know this song and then if I really want to get super uh, fancy which I haven't done live yet but. Radio DJs used to take the Boz Skaggs and the Rita Coolidge version of that song oh, yeah, yeah. and ma- mash them together because they're in the same key. Uh-huh. So at some point, I'm going to be like, okay, maybe I can just sort of take the two of them. And, and and I was even thinking, instead of mashing them together, kind of trying to link them so it becomes yeah. like this like 10-minute long, ver- or not 10-minute, but let's call it like a 7-minute long version of the song so it just keeps going and going and going and it goes between Boz and then Rita Coolidge and Boz and Rita Coolidge and um, that, that that's sort of something I, I, I probably now that I have some time at home I, I probably try to put together that mix uh, but yeah as far as ending the night I like ending it like that I've always I've kind of always been like you give the people a nice time you give them a party and then before it's time to leave I don't. I don't always want to send them out, kind of all ramped up and and like energized. I think it's nice to kind of like land that plane. I, guess I totally it, agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's when uh, when I DJ, uh, there's a there's a track by um, Dillard and Clark, which is a Beatles cover of "Don't Let Me Down," okay. which I which I think hands down is better than the Beatles version, um, and it's it just has this kind of swooping kind of lovely. Um, drums on it and it just has this kind of it's very kind of relaxed and laid back hmm. or, or um, Terence Bowen I like to play Shame mm-hmm. that, that track because I think that album is criminally overlooked and I think more people should have that in their record collection 
that album. His albums stuff. are really good. Yeah. Oh my god, the albums! Uh, and he's like completely doesn't do music anymore. He's like a university lecturer now or something. Huh, Is I, didn't that know right? that. I was che- I was checking him out on. Uh, I was googling to find out if he plays live. I was like, please just come <laughs> back and just play that album from start to finish because it's. I mean, it's it's. I mean, Donald Fagan's on that album as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Victor Feldman. Uh, Dean Parks, uh, there's loads of people on that, and it's just, it's, it's, it, I mean, it kind of falls into the, I mean, when I play Shane, everyone's like, is that Fleetwood Mac? Because it has yeah, that kind of, it has that feel to it. Has it. That kind of build, and, that, and I'm like, no, no, it's this guy, and they, they did that face, which is kind of like, hmm, hmm. right, and then they, they either, uh, and I've seen people Shazam to find out what that track is as well. Oh, sure. It's just, again, that's another album I found out about on Instagram from a, a Japanese fellow that, likes to put up um, albums and play little snippets of it. Hmm. So straight away, I was like, I need the album in my collection. Uh, and yeah, it's just fantastic. Just really, really great voice as well. Very warm and very like, kind of, yeah, like, like, like um, Michael Frank's kind of stuff as well, like Jealousy and stuff like that. It's yeah. that kind of... Uh, and that House on the Rock, the track we played earlier, I think the reason why I like that is because it reminded me of the first Michael Frank's album. Oh, okay. uh, and I was like... I have to get that. So, yeah, there's a lot of... I like to end the same way you said. I like to end the night kind of chill. Not everyone's so ramped up. Again, because I do play this type of music more in bars, then it's kind of... The people dance, but it's not a dance floor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, it's kind of like... It's more... It's You, you kind of... You, you can go to a, a bad high tempo, but I don't really go high, high, high you know, we're going to dance all night. I kind of go up and then I bring it down a bit and then up again and down. And then sure. as the night the past half an hour, I like just land the plane, you know? That's pretty much what we do. I think maybe one of the things that sometimes can kind of bump into us is that because there are a lot, there are some uh, of these Yacht Rock tribute bands out there that are more kind of, you know, party bands, like maybe they, they're more kind of campy, like a Jimmy Buffetty type thing feel to it and so people have this idea that they would be coming and it would be you know tropical lays and and captain's hats and and that they should (laughs) they 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 basically will be like you know it it would be like a yeah like playing pina colada and stuff like that and um you know and and so then we kind of come out and and basically kill that vibe quickly which is fine (laughs) but but you know i'm sort of of like all right well we have to we have to at least kind of uh you know, we can break down their expectations, but then got to build it back up. And, and pretty much, yeah, the same thing as what you're saying. You kind of keep keep the, the flow going, bring them up a bit, bring them down a little bit, play stuff they know, play stuff that maybe they don't. And that's kind of like, you know, that that's just the, that's the fun of the whole thing. Just as you said, uh, you know, the challenge and, and sometimes playing off each other. And, you know, there's three of us, so a lot of times... We'll be like, "What do you think we should do?" Be doing. We we, we kind of have stuff planned out, but then we'll we'll do a lot of game time calls, and you'll see us a lot of times as a song is playing, grabbing a tape, having our headphones on, re, you know, rewinding to a song, wow. and Jeez. that that that's actually one of probably my favorite part is when I'm when when we're saying, "I want to play," you know, "I want to play Robbie Dupree's Steal Away." Yeah. But I know I, I I have to fast forward or I have to rewind the entire side that it's on, 
mm. and and wh- while the current song's playing, and I don't have any anything else set up in the tape deck, so it's like I'm rewinding, rewinding, rewinding. The, the 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 current song is playing. It's starting to end. I'm still rewinding. I'm still rewinding. Finally, it stops. And, and you know, with tape, there's all that bl- blank part at the front. So then I have to fast forward yeah. for a second. So the other song is just starting to get just about to that fade out part. I press play. And then, wham! Robbie Dupree comes up, and and it's like you know, and it's so, like an eighteen moment. It, it, yes, I think we we probably have at least three of those each show, <laughs> and so I, love, so I love that. You know, the rescue, like yeah, yeah, yes, like for example, Alex will go out for a cigarette, and I'm like, mate, mate, quick, get to the, the, the track's already finished, right. and he's like, don't worry, I got this. Yeah. And it'll just flip it over, drop the needle, <laughs> and it lines up perfectly. Yeah. It's like everyone's like no one notices that you've that you've um, you know you've not tracked it correctly, and it's just like bang and just goes straight in. Those are those are little DJ victories that I just absolutely love. Yes, they're, yeah. they're, you know. Right, exactly. And that's 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 the real thing. That's a good point. Uh, and yeah. actually, uh, maybe that that's a good way to. Uh... To, to end the show with that note there um but um okay. Stu, thanks so much for uh, calling into the show and sharing your, okay. your your music with us and uh, all your thoughts yeah. and i hope uh you know as we all as the world kind of uh gets through this whole virus thing i you know i hope y- you and everyone there in sweden kind of stays uh hunkered down and healthy and uh everyone out there feel, stays yeah. <laughs> hunkered down and healthy and event and sooner than later hopefully we'll all be able to uh go out and start living our our normal lives and, and probably actually enjoying and appreciating our normal lives yeah. even a little more than we did before uh yeah. before all this i just want to say thank you so much for letting me come in and talk and uh and again uh if anyone wants to reach out to me and have a chat about yacht rock or music in particular uh, my Instagram is Stu Stranges. That's Stu Strange with two S's at the end. Yep. Or my mix cloud, if someone wants to go have a listen to some of my DJ mixes, that's uh, Strange Street. Uh, that's on mix clouds, uh, and that's mostly where I put stuff up. And uh, again, the, the part of the reason why I wanted to come on here was because I really wanted to talk about the community, and I'm so happy that the people that I've met through. Uh, the Yacht Rock podcast and yourselves and mm-hmm. you know everyone's been super cool so again thanks yeah again thanks for letting me come on the show thank absolutely you so much. absolutely well we'll talk to you later and uh, thank you so much all the best take care everyone outside the rain begins and it may not
stories told. 